welcome back, ladies and gents, to HTO. We've got a special episode. It's like another one of our preview episodes. You are, though, still, as ever, joined by your co-hosts, Andrew and Tom. We're here, though, to preview our fantastic HTO photography series. Um, really looking forward to this one. We're looking at the world's best sports photography um, yeah, and all the emotions that drives. Really looking forward to this one. It's exciting, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for this one. It's going to be a cracker. Looking forward to the chats um, and and also looking back at some old photos down the years that we might have taken and uh, seeing how they sort of match up with the pros. <laughs> yeah, match up. Yeah, I think better than the pros. These days, look, I've got I've got an iPhone. Other phones are available, obviously. You know, I'm sure we can do just as good a job as the pros that we get on and on our pod. I'm sure they'll disagree, um, and rightly so. We've got some really great guests lined up, uh, and I just love talking about to the creatives. You know, our, our film series, HTO film series. If you've not listened, obviously go on to our social channels, find the episodes, and listen to them because we've got some fantastic guests on there, directors and producers from the very best sports films um, ever and sports TV series. Um, but look, we're trying to create the same thing with our photography series and we're really exciting. Um, should I go for, should I go for a bit of the lineup? Yeah, tease them, tease yep. the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you know what, genuinely what I'm really excited about this lineup is the sort of the range of guests we've got, um, you know, different generations, different techniques, different caliber of uh, photographers. And that's, what's really exciting. So we've got young photographer, the uh, IOC, Chloe Knott, um, making huge waves in the photography game, and that's so that's really exciting. And what you know, what would be really interesting for our students and our listeners to hear is sort of how do you get into modern sports photography now? Because what I imagine it's going to be a very different tale to what's told by our other two guests. Our other two guests are we're welcoming you back for their second cap on the pod, the fantastic head of photography at Arsenal, Stuart McFarlane. Obviously, someone at the very top of his game, been at Arsenal for, what, two, three decades now, um, seen it all at the club. Um, we're also welcoming, and personally really excited about this one, Andy Bernstein, who is the chief photographer at the Staples Centre in LA. And they, that means, obviously, the chief photographer for the LA Lakers, LA Clippers. He's been there again two or three, year, uh, two or three decades and literally photographed everyone. You know, we're talking the biggest, biggest stars in the sporting world for, you know, from Kobe Bryant, LeBron James to to presidents and all the, you know, all the, the photographed the, the dream team, um, photographed the dream team and, you know, in the, in the NBA dream team going to win the Olympic gold there. So really different end of the spectrum. It'd be really exciting to see how a photographer does it over there. So great range of guests. And as Andrew said, also delving into some, some, some lesser, lesser known photographers i.e the both of us so that's going to be exciting as well i think as well with these these sorts of guests talking about the creatives is that don't get me wrong it's great when you talk to you know stars of the game that have been on the pitch for you know we've talked to fa cup winners and world cup winners on the pod and but there's something about these hidden stars you know the ones that are behind the camera um and the ones that are behind the sort of directing of things. I just think it's really nice to kind of get their view and their take on not just their career, but also their take on the characters that they've, they've, they've sort of snapped, you know? Um, Absolutely. We, you know, uh, what I found speaking to the sort of the film producers and directors and, uh, and based on, based on, and also when we've chatted to Stuart McFarlane before as well. So we know that we know what he's about is, is they were all incredibly humble and they're all very quick to say, 
we're just capturing these superstars at work. You might remember the turn saying, I can't believe this is our job. We're so lucky to film people like Usain Bolt and that kind of thing. But what they don't probably give themselves enough credit for is that they are capturing the experience of so many millions of people around the world. People will look at the photo of Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston for, for decades and decades and decades and decades beyond. Yes, there would have been a few thousand people in the arena that night. And they, of course, will have their own experiences and own memories from that. But actually, you're impacting far more people by videoing or photographing these occasions than by being there live on the on the occasion itself. You know, mm. Stuart's capturing moments from FA Cup finals and winning moments for Arsenal that people will look at for many, many decades. You know, we're going to speak to Andy Bernstein about the unfortunate and tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. We're going to speak to him about sort of uh, Magic Johnson's sort of HIV diagnosis and, and the the, sto- and the the world of, um, you know, that world looking at him and that, that incident in the early 90s when that um we're talking about huge global events and he's captured those through time and we're going to be looking at that and those people's memories are often dictated by the photographs and the videos of those occasions we aren't all lucky enough to be in the in the study for those moments and actually the, the experience is lived through these photographers and these videographers yeah 100 percent. i i think that's the for me that's the whole that's the, the most powerful thing about any type of photography is that doesn't matter how when it was taken and years later you'll see it and it will just immediately take you back and you can see this you can see see and smell what you smell and feel what you felt you know and I think there's there's pictures I still look at now and immediately just throw you back and I think that help that's why it's such an emotive industry to work in you know you're having such an impact on people um without talking <laughs> and um I mean there's, there's there's pictures that we both uh, share with each other every now and then just as a throwback you've got the your your one next to you and right outside the highbury on avenue road was it i think um, yeah i've got i've got you know i've met i've been lucky enough to meet ian wright two or three times my childhood hero and a favorite photo of mine is obviously um it was after actually a one nil defeat to liverpool um in the 90s uh steve McManaman goal um, mm. at Highbury met him, met him after the game um, and he was but he was good as gold he was sort of happy to take a photo with me and my friend um, obviously so we were fairly young kids at the time so he was able to put on a smile even though I'm sure he was livid knowing how passionate Ian is about the game um, post defeat but you know ultimately that will always take me back and that's such a memory like I said that's you're capturing people a moment in time for people mm. and for me that was a a 10 year old going along to a football game seeing their heroes and actually, his ability to sit there and pose for a photo with me means the world, you know. Yeah, good, good goal, but an absolutely shocking kit, if I can remember rightly. That, that cream kit, wasn't it? Yeah, they had, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, one, one, one good, to... good looping goal, but yeah, not not a good result. But yeah, and I think one of mine would probably be. I've got a picture of me standing under the under the bar at the uh, the clock end at Highbury. There was a, like a fans day, and I just one of my mates happened to just ask me to. I was his plus one for the day and uh, sitting in the stands and all of a sudden get called to sort of to join in really with the, with the, with the fun and ended up scoring a couple of goals on the, uh, on, on the turf at Highbury. And um, that picture will, will be with me forever. And I, I think that's what's so good about photos is it's like I said a minute ago, it just takes you back and yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have that emotion and that, that memory otherwise, you know? I'm, and I'm really keen to ask the pros, obviously, Andy, Chloe, Stuart, 
what it means now in the modern world because almost everyone can be a photographer everyone can carry those memories in their pocket because you've got digital cameras and obviously your phones which can take actually you know really good quality photos these days so it's such an accessible discipline and an accessible um way of, of working now probably more so than sort of you know you can't go and create a film documentary you can't you know not for not to a proper edited standard necessarily still in that same way you can do you can of course capture video but it's not quite the same whereas yeah i'd love to know now you know how the industry uh, you know how a professional photographer sort of what they do differently to you and i basically is what i mean i'd really, that's going to be really interesting to hear their tale hear how they got into their world of um, taking photos mm. and and what it means to them because like i yeah. say you know it means so much to us yeah it's a good point because i think that if you ask the average sports fan name me five sports photographers you know i i think they'd struggle like um, they probably struggle to name more than one or two. To yeah, you. I might be doing uh, the, I might be doing the average sports fan a disservice there, but but I think that it's 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 a profession that, like you said, it's so accessible and anyone can take a photo now to a decent level with all the filters and whatnot and the pixels that these cameras have, and um, I think that might be a reason why these sports photographers just do remain quite sort of hidden and anonymous, really. Yeah, um, definitely, and I, and I think ultimately they they're capturing something. Uh, they're catching the action aren't they you know they're they're behind the lens not in front of it and although mm. that's obvious i think they're quite happy um i know stuart very much is so stuart's a big friend of the pod now and um we know him he's very happy to be behind that lens snapping away mm. doesn't want the limelight um as great a guy as he is um so that's gonna be really really exciting series really looking forward to it um we'll probably be sort of talking about our favorite photos down the years as well We'll be tweeting and sort of announcing on our social channels for you to talk about your favourite photos ever taken as well. There's some real crackers. Uh, one of my favourite sports photos ever, I think, Tiger Woods driving on the 18th for Augusta one year at the Masters. I think it's early 2000, so either 2000 or 2001, maybe 2001 when he was going to try and complete the Tiger Slam, win the four majors in a row, which he did, still the only golf in the modern game to ever do so, just plugging my greatest of all time thing there um but there's a there's a fantastic photo of him teeing off and you've got the for anyone who knows the 18th augusta an alleyway of of trees on either side and then the fans just flanking him on both sides and it's just sort of like the focus and mm. the attention you know and obviously what's quite a sedate and quiet sport mm. yeah you know this this almost this theory this feeling of a sort of anticipation before the tee shot it's a fantastic photo yeah yeah i think and also there's different facets to this, isn't there? Because I, I I'm thinking of photos now where it's just the pure emotion that I felt like when, you know, the Omri knee slide in front of the Spurs fans at Highbury. Um, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily the technically most majestic shot, but it's the emotion involved and what, what, the, what the story behind it. Whereas that picture you've spoken about, Tiger, there, and um, one of mine was Ali's knockout of Cleveland Williams in the 60s, where uh, I think it's Neil Lafer's overhead. Which is just a, it's just a fantastic photo of symmetry as well, like literally similar to the Tiger one with the framing of the ring, yeah. and you've got Ali like in the corner, like holding his arms up above, and um, Cleveland Williams almost like sprawled on his back, like it's very cinematic, you know. Um, yeah, no, and, and I think there's, that, that's also what's interesting about this, and that will come up in the chats hopefully of the completely different sides to it as well, you know. 
Yeah, completely. I, I, and Neil Lathe there, one of the best photographers ever from a sports lens. Really be interested to get Andy Bernstein's take on him and some other inspirations, especially from a US lens, because obviously Andy's photographed everyone, you know, from the biggest, uh, from the biggest NBA players to sort of ice hockey players to NFL. Um, so like I said, to US presidents galore. So I'm really keen to get Andy's take on sort of um, the debate there around sort of the best sports people ever, but also what it takes to capture different sports. You know, we're going to speak to Chloe and Stuart, and obviously they're prominent in the world of football. Um, whereas it'd be really great to get Andy's take on sort of capturing moments at different paces of sports as well. You know, NBA frenetic, so fast, up and down. Probably when action's going, the fastest sport, one of the fastest sports in the world, because it's literally up and down, ball moves at such pace to something that's a bit more sedate or, or, or slow paced. And that'll be really interesting as well to talk about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, just in general, really excited about it. Hopefully there'll be lots of engagement online. Like I said, more than willing, more than happy to sort of see and all your fantastic photos that you either you've taken or just your favorite ones from down the years from sporting events, please do send them in. And as ever, we'll be joined by some students, Tom, won't we? We've got some students lined up. We will do as ever. We want to sort of a give people the opportunity to come on the pod, do a little bit of questioning of their sporting heroes, but also just get the exposure to sort of, yeah, throwing some questions on the gun. So we're absolutely, there'll be more student opportunities coming up and we'll be giving the platform to at least three more students during the process. So. As ever, follow us on at HTO Football, all those usual social channels, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We don't have to say them, you know where they are. And for the latest pods, as ever, get on your Apple podcast, Spotify. They're all out there. Give a listen and speak soon. See you later, guys. Take care.